Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The two conditions of the divine fellowship involve sin on the negative side and love on the positive side. On the negative side, we need to deal with sin. On the positive side, we need to exercise ourselves to love God and love the brothers. Therefore, sin must be dealt with and love must be perfected. If we deal with sin and exercise ourselves to love God and the brothers, we shall fulfill the conditions of keeping ourselves in the fellowship of the divine life. This is Matt Miller with John Pester for another Life Study message from 1 John on the conditions of the divine fellowship. John, welcome back to the Life Study program. Matt, it's good to be here. John, today's program is the eighth one that we have done on the conditions of the divine fellowship. Many programs have been on the negative side of dealing with sins, but in our last few programs, the last few days, we started talking about the positive side of loving God and the brothers. So before we get into the program, why don't we do a little review and give our listeners a brief uh, word before we start. Well, Matt, I really appreciate the focus of this book. It takes the believers completely out of the realm of doctrine and knowledge and brings them into a living that is in the fellowship of the divine life. And it uh, points the way to the believers how to fulfill the conditions to remain in this life of knowing the triune God. And when we speak of knowing God, and when John speaks of knowing God in this epistle, he's not talking about knowing that God exists or even knowing that Jesus is God in a kind of doctrinal way. He's talking about knowing God in a continuous way in our daily living. And that knowing produces within us a love for God and a love for the brothers. And it establishes our walk and even perfects our walk. It brings what we have in God to its fullest expression and manifestation, which is a walk in the light and a walk that's full of love toward God and the brothers. John, I think uh, this is going to be an enlightening program. Of course, we are going to be talking about the light. So I really hope our listeners will uh, stay tuned with us because I think they're going to find out that knowing God is, like you said, more than a mere mental thing. Knowing God is something that you can experience right now, wherever you are, in whatever experience you are in. We hope that you will find that you can know God in that. Let me read 1 John 2, verses 7 through 8. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard. Yet again, a new commandment I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Here's Witness Lee for today's Life Study Message number 17 from 1 John. I was very much bothered why an old 
commandment could be a new. If you read the context of these verses, you could see the old commandment and the new commandment actually are just one. Why? Because this is the word of the Lord. The Lord's commandment as his living word, it always shines as the dawning sun. This concerning source of the darkness. We have to realize any kind of human commandment, once it has been given, it will gradually become old because it is not living and it never shines. But the commandment given by the Lord is his living word. As his living word, it shines. Human words is dead. It doesn't shine. So it never gives you a new beginning. Right? But the Lord's commandment, as his living word, always gives you a new beginning. For instance, love one another. It is a commandment in John 13. Yet, how many times it has become new and fresh to me in my Christian life. Whenever I contact the Lord and His old commandment shines. This is why the old commandment can be new. Because it is living. It shines. And shining makes it always fresh. So this is why the apostle says, what I'm writing here is a kind of old commandment, yet it is not just old, but also new. The darkness is vanishing away, and a true light, the light of the Lord's word, already shines. John, I like how the apostle John connects this matter of the new commandment to the darkness passing away, and the true light shining. Let's take a few minutes here and talk a little bit more about this new commandment before we go on, which is really just the old commandment. Well, I think that's the very interesting point that John raises in this epistle, and it really points to the fact that we are dealing with an epistle that is based upon the experience of the divine life. The only way that you can understand these verses is within the context of our enjoyment and fellowship in the divine life in a daily, continuous way. Because John says that he's not writing a new commandment. It's the old commandment that they heard of from the Lord in John 13, 34. But then in the very next verse, he says, yet again, it's a new commandment. And so it seems like it's a contradiction. This is one of those uh, phrases that someone who doesn't believe in the Bible or doesn't believe in, in the Word of God would say, well, there's a contradiction here. John is not being consistent. But John is absolutely being consistent according to his experience of the divine life in the fellowship of the divine life. The Lord's Word is more than just an injunction. It's more than just a commandment. It is a word that contains the divine life. The words that I speak are spirit and life, he says in John. And the Lord's commandment brings with it a life supply. And so when the Lord speaks his word to us, again, he may have spoken the word to us yesterday, but when he speaks that same word to us again today, the old commandment from yesterday becomes new in our experience. And I think we've all had these experiences where we've been in the Word, the Lord has touched us in a particular way, and then maybe 
months, years, weeks. It doesn't matter. The Lord comes back to us, and he speaks that word again. And all of a sudden, that old commandment becomes new in our experience. And when it becomes new in our experience, it's like the dawning of the light. And the light shines, and we have a new appreciation, we have a new understanding, we have a new fellowship, and a deeper fellowship with the triune God. I've had this experience many times. Even the Lord speaks the exact same word, but the emphasis in his speaking in that particular instance is different than what he spoke previously. And I get new light, and I'm brought into deeper fellowship, and it's like the dawn shines. And it's so wonderful, and it's so experiential to realize that An old commandment can become a new commandment daily in our experience. And when that happens, we have the experience of 1 John 2, 8, which says, the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Right. And so I hope right now, John, wherever the listeners are listening to this, whether it's on the Internet, in a car, wherever it is, I hope there could be some darkness passing away and some true light shining. Like you said, the dawning of a new day. This is the big difference between the Word of God and the Word of man. The Word of man, when it's given, it just becomes old. But the Word of God is living and operative, and it can become new in our experience every day. Well, I I feel like there's a lot there, and we could linger on this point more, but we better go on. Let's go on to verses 9 through 11, and I'll read those verses. He who says he's in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there's no cause of stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. It's a lot of key words here. We're going to go back to Witness Lee and then come back for more fellowship. Verse 9, he who says he is in the light, and he's hating his brother, is in the darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause of stumbling in him. The conditions of the divine fellowship are all depending upon the divine light. If we are not in the divine light, Right away, we are through with this fellowship of the divine life. Divine light is one thing on the passive side, and uh, the uh, satanic darkness is another thing on the negative side. Without light, right away, darkness is here. You don't need to call darkness to come. You don't need to ask darkness to come. You don't need to invite darkness to come. When light is gone, right away, darkness here. As long as we stay and abide in the divine light, darkness vanishes. When light is gone, that is a strong sign that we are not in the divine fellowship. In the first condition, this is determined by sin or no sin. If there is sin, then darkness is there. If there's no sin, then it is light, right? Then, in the second condition, whether darkness or light, this is determined by hating or loving. If you hate, you are in the darkness. If you love, you are in the light. 
When you are in the light, you are in the fellowship. When you are in the dark age, you are through with the fellowship. Why a Christian could be stumbled? Just because he is blind. And the blindness comes from darkness, and the darkness comes from the broken fellowship. When our fellowship of the divine life is broken, right away, we are in darkness. Then, blindness is in, and we are so easy to be stumbled. And we surely had this kind of experiences in the past. John, I hate to admit it, but we surely have had this experience in the past, too much of it. When light's gone, it's a strong sign that we're not in the divine fellowship. So then blindness comes in, and then as a result of that, darkness. And it's from the broken fellowship with the Lord, which is really what he wants us. He wants us to be in fellowship with him in the light. Yet we become spiritually blind, and then it's easy to stumble. What a picture. You know, what's interesting about the first epistle of John is it's so simple. It brings us into the realization that we need to have a continuous fellowship in the divine life, and it also shows us the two realms that a Christian believer can be in. There's only two realms that a Christian believer can be in. He's either in the realm of the divine light in fellowship with the triune God, or he is in the realm of the satanic darkness and is away from God. And the love of God is not being perfected in that believer. There is just those two realms. It's either love and light or hatred and darkness. And we need to have the realization that we are not in fellowship with the triune God. And this is the point that John stresses. You are not in the proper condition to be in fellowship with God if there's a hating in your heart toward your brothers. That's the sign that you're in darkness. And that darkness is a satanic darkness. And with that darkness comes blindness. Eventually, when you're in the dark, you can't see. And when you can't see, you stumble. Why do Christians stumble? Why do Christians backslide? Why do Christians fall out of the fellowship with the triune God? Because they're not in the fellowship. There's hatred for the brothers. And we all have to admit this, that we have these experiences where we just do not get along with certain brothers. Sometimes we get along with a brother, but some offense comes in. And all of a sudden, that offense negates our fellowship with that brother, brings in a kind of hating, and that is a sure sign that we are not in fellowship with the triune God. Do not fool yourself to say that you know God and that you're in the light when there's something in your heart that you're harboring of hatred toward your brothers. This is a sure sign, because hatred is not just an emotion, it is a realm, it is a satanic realm that you live in and you occupy. When there is hatred in our heart toward the brothers, we have to realize that we are giving place to the devil to come in and ultimately place a, a block of stumbling before our very self, not others, but before ourselves. It's stumbling us from fellowshipping with the triune God. And that matter of uh, stumbling is equivalent to the matter of hating. Right. It's like... Uh, this second condition for the divine fellowship, this matter of loving God and loving the brothers. If we're going to stay in the fellowship, the enemy wants to come in and cause a problem. He's going to try to create offenses between the brothers. How do we respond to those? That's the question. What are we going to do? Well, you have to get into the God who's love. You have to find a way 
through the confession of your sins, you have to get back into the fellowship of the divine life with the triune God, whose love, and then that love begins to bubble up in your being, and it displaces the darkness, because that love is related to light. It displaces the darkness. It displaces the hatred, and there's a real experience of knowing God at that point as the God of love. Well, if you're listening to this right now and you have any kind of response in your heart that there is some hatred toward a brother, then we would ask you to open to the Lord just between you and the Lord. Lord, shine in my heart. Scatter this darkness. Take away this evil thing from your enemy that got in me. We all need to really give the Lord the ground that he could perfect his love in us. And as we go on to the final portion here, I want to read the beginning of uh, this section in 1 John on about loving God and the brothers. And it starts in verse 3. We started out the program with verse 7, but we're going to go back to verse 3 and talk about knowing God. And it says, In this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in this one. But but whoever keeps his word, truly in this one, the love of God has been perfected. In this we know that we are in him. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. The conditions for the divine fellowship are actually only two terms. One is to confess our sin. And the other is to have love to our God and to our brothers. Now, to have love to our God and to our brothers, you have to know God. And to know God continuously. Not to know Him once a while. Not to know Him once for all. But you have to know him experientially by a kind of continuous life. Because our life is just a life to leave God. Every minute, even every second, we are knowing God. I'm talking to you. You have to realize I'm talking to you in God. Too many times a certain word already has come up to the very top of my throat, then I have to sort it back. Why? Because the very God in whom I speak and with whom I speak uh checks within me. I'm not speaking just in myself or with myself. I'm speaking in God and with God. I tell you, you just cannot imagine how much I knew God in my speaking. Whenever I speak, this is a golden chance for me to know God or to experience God. So, if we are going to have the divine love by which we love God and we love others, the basic factor we need is to know God experientially, continuously. When you know God, you keep the Lord's commandment. That means what? You take the Lord's word. And you would put the Lord's word into practice right away within you. You got supply. And his life supply backs up his commandment. So, the two terms 
are just these two things, sin on the negative side, love on the positive side. And on the negative side, we have to clear up all our sinning. Then on the positive side, we must exercise our loving. Sinning must be dealt with, and loving must be promoted. If we clear up our sinning, and if we promote our loving, we are fulfilling the very terms to keep our fellowship in the divine life. John, it almost seems like these two terms, to remain in the divine fellowship, summarize the entire Christian life. To clear up sinning and promote loving. This kind of knowing of God is different than the knowing of God you would get from going to a seminary, but it's a very experiential knowing, isn't it? Well, this knowing of God, like Witness Lee says, is a knowing of God in a moment-by-moment way in the course of your daily living. We have the opportunity to know God in this capacity. God can uh, continuously speak his commandments in our being as we go through our daily living. And as we respond to those commands of the Lord in a living way, we're brought into, one, a knowing of God, because as he speaks his commandment, we have a kind of instant sense of the living heart of our living God. We know exactly how he's feeling toward a brother. Sometimes you want to say a word toward a brother, and the Lord's commandment comes up, and it just stops the word like Witness Lee says at the top of your throat, and the Lord says, don't say that. And in our response to that command, we know God, the love of God is expressed through us toward the brother, and we're brought into a life supply that keeps us in the fellowship of the divine life. This is a marvelous point that God's word is living and his living word is being spoken by the living God and so when you receive those words we know God we know what God is feeling we know what God's heart is and that brings us further into a fellowship of the divine life so when John is talking about knowing God he's not talking about doctrine at all he's talking about knowing the heart of God as it's expressed to us and through us in our daily living I like the description of how he said he knows God in his speaking especially and how the word is coming up his throat and he swallows it right before it comes out of his mouth. This is really a moment-by-moment knowing of God. I'm afraid many times it gets out of my mouth before I know God and then I have to confess. Right. What a difference, huh? What a difference, because that does happen. Because sometimes we think, well, that's not really the Lord speaking, and I have every right to say what I'm getting ready to say to this brother or this person. But somehow the Lord's, when you respond and say, amen, Lord, I'll just shut my mouth and not utter that, all of a sudden we're just flooded with life. We're flooded with love. We have a, a deeper appreciation for the person that we were going to say that to. Even even the stopping of the word based on the Lord's commandment instills within us a deeper love for that brother and a deeper knowing of God himself, and it's wonderful. Well, this deeper knowing of God himself is what the goal of our Life Study program is. We hope that as you're listening, you're getting to know God in a deeper way and actually in a moment-by-moment way as we learn today. John, we've run out of time. Thanks for coming in for this program today. I appreciate the opportunity. And thank you also for listening. If you'd like to get the printed materials that go along with this radio program, you can call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. 
or send an email to radio at lsm.org, or you can send mail to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. On behalf of John Pester, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today, and as you go your way, remember, we want you to know God moment by moment. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher and distributor of the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. If you'd like to contact us, just email radio at lsm.org or call us toll free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.